Hey, Sabri. What should we do on today's podcast? The same thing we do every podcast, James. Try to save the world. It's Aubrey and James. It's Aubrey and James. One is a drunk. The other plays games. Welcome, everybody, back to episode 22 of Two Fools Save the World. Sabri, what's going on, dude? Well, made it another week. COVID is still around. And then, uh, you know, we got two uh, two old guys fighting for the presidency. Doesn't get better than that. My God. i not even going to say anything yet because we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what's, what's funny about this, we had a completely separate podcast saved up where we're going to talk about the social dilemma until I started watching a couple minutes of the debate. I'm like, all right, fuck this. We're talking about the debate. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't even, man. I can't even. My brain hurts, dude. I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? Okay, we're gonna get into it later. The past week, he was like, "Did you watch it? Did you watch it? You better watch it." I'm like, "Calm down. I'm gonna he, watch it." Referencing I the, it. the Netflix uh, special, yeah, the Netflix social dilemma. I watch it, and he's like, "All right, we're not doing it anymore." I'm like, "What the hell, man?" <laughs> I watched it. I took notes. I did everything, and. That's out the window. Yep. That's that. For, we will talk about that, though. It's probably a, a next week's show, but it is funny. Some of the things that they talked about in the social dilemma of being addicted to the phone and whatnot, I think during the presidential debate, it kind of ties into certain things revolving the social dilemma. Because the first thing that I did, well, every time Trump said something stupid, the first thing I did, I went to, or even Biden for that matter, went straight to like social media, looked on Twitter, looked at what everybody's saying and like fact checking and stuff like that. So there's definitely areas of where we can bring that into the show i feel yeah but enough about this how was your week i am three and zero in fantasy football so i'm stoked yeah. about that the packers won they congratulations uh, the packers had a good game against drew breeze old ass breeze playing you know i had some ribeye steaks that i made that night a couple friends came over had a nice evening watching the game I can't remember what I did Saturday. When did I do Saturday? Saturday I worked out, and I think that's really it, really. Uh, Saturday you prepared for Sunday. Yeah, pretty much. It's mostly what I did. I did some other things that I don't even know if I want to announce just yet about uh, something with the two fools, should I even say? Do I know? <laughs> I don't even know. If I know. That's, that's how much of a secret it is. Sabri doesn't even know. It might be a surprise for us all. It's <laughs> up to you. Uh, we are going to launch a YouTube channel, and that's coming pretty soon, where you can get your daily dose of Two Fools live on YouTube. So if you're interested in watching our segments kind of broken out and actually what we look like on video, you can check that out at youtube.com slash Two Fools Podcast. Check out our social media aspects. Uh, check out uh, social media, Facebook, and everything for like more updates. But yeah, that's soon to come. I guess we're doing a YouTube channel. It's news to us all. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Am I going to be in it? <laughs> What's well, funny, Sabi doesn't have a webcam, so I'm sure he's wondering, like, how am I going to be in it if like that? But I have a really nice Photoshop picture of Sabri here with an iron eagle behind him, so <laughs> to make him look good. Hey, we should mix it up every week. Like, one day I can have an iron eagle. The next day I could be debating Trump. I like this. I like this. <laughs> well, I'll put you in the middle of Joe Biden or Trump like you're the mediator. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I'd probably do just as good. 
Uh, Probably, but props to Chris Wallace. He did his best. (laughs) He wasn't ready. I don't think anybody was ready. Ah, fuck, it's hard not to get into it. Let's do a little good news to get some positive stuff. A little good news. Bye, two fools. To bring in a little positive before we get into the shit show that it was tonight's 2020 debate, <laughs> I was looking up over the week and I saw this story. Uh, a It's based out, uh, I believe it was in Fort Worth, Texas. A gentleman by the name of Chuck Yielding, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, there's a video on him circling online of him just dancing in a parking lot. And I mean, the dude's kind of getting to it. He has the music going on in the background. He's dancing around. He has like hot pants on, the flaming pants and everything. He had a bandana and just like doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? If you walk by that, you're going to kind of look and kind of wonder, okay, this guy's gone a little crazy. He was doing it. Because his 14-year-old son was inside the hospital getting his chemotherapy. So apparently, ever since his son started going to Fort Worth uh, Medical Center, uh, Cook's Children's Medical Center in Fort Worth, his dad has been dancing out in the parking lot ever since. So because of COVID and because of COVID-19, they're only allowing one parent in at a time while the children gets administered chemo. So because the dad couldn't go in, he instead decided just to try to boost the child's morale by dancing out in the parking lot. And he had the child has a bird's eye view. He kind of dancing along with him. He can hear the music. So it brings up his morale and it's just kind of a feel good story. It's like one of those things, you know, as a parent, as a father, which I would say I'm lucky enough to kind of have been experienced, you know, you do everything for your kids, including making yourself look like a giant fool. So hats off to hats off to Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. And you said there's a video of him dancing in his uh, fire yeah. pants or whatever? Yep, that's initially what it, at first uh, caught my attention. I'm like, well, what is this going on? So I will post it on the Two Fools Facebook page. You can check out that video for yourself. Yeah, please do. I'd like to see uh, his nice uh, dance moves and how he cheers up his son. Oh, he makes yeah, my dance moves look cool. like crap. <laughs> you got some moves, man. Like, you know, doing the little jumping, twisting, turning. I'm like, all right, all right, I see you. Yeah, that's crazy. How long are the sessions? I, I don't know if I could I'd give you a good two minutes. <laughs> I can give you a good 30 seconds before I get tired. I have to sit down. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> Sit down on the curb, need some water. Like, Dr. Pepper, <laughs> give me a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say two minutes? I meant 20 seconds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's still pushing it. So my good news of the week is uh, Kroger's gave a job to a homeless woman. And that homeless woman's name was LaShonda Williams. And her story was she's was living in her car in the Kroger's parking lot. And she wasn't sure where she was going to get her next meal. She's kind of just doing it day by day. And... She was raised in a foster care system. She's never had a stable home. Um, she spent her life moving from foster care to foster care with dealing with child abuse and things like that. Yeah, she, she, she stayed at this Kroger's parking lot. She became a store regular. She, she would go in every day and just be friendly with the customers and the staff. And she made friends. and you know, striking up conversations and it got to the point where she got so close, she would uh, move her car to a different parking lot because she didn't want anyone to know she was homeless. 
And eventually they found out. And once they found out, they offered her a job. And, you know, things started looking up for her with all the the things she was going through at the time. So, yeah, they offered her a job. And good for Kroger's to uh, offer a good person a good job when they needed it. That's awesome. That's uh, could have gone a completely different way. Could have said, you know, get the hell out. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. You know, like some people don't like uh, homeless people. They like it scares away business. But the the fact that they accepted her and saw that she was good and making attempts to socialize with people, I think that's awesome that they brought her in. Yeah, kudos, kudos to Kroger. Yes, kudos Kroger. Okay. So you ready to talk about the subject? Well, or should we talk about football first? We got to get a little bit of football. I mean, since thank you, Trump, since you brought it back. More on that later. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> football again. Another week has passed. Not as crazy of a week than the previous, as far as injuries go and whatnot. Uh, there is a couple of like key injuries, like Chris Godwin got hurt. Uh, you know, but yeah. Tom Brady looked. Good though. I think this week was the first week I think Tom Brady actually looked like Tom Brady. He yeah, actually you know, everyone everyone expects Tom Brady's arm to fall off because he's um he's getting up there in age. But uh it seems like uh, Drew Brees' arm is gonna go before Tom Brady's. Oh that don't get me started on Drew Brees. <laughs> Everybody talks Drew Brees like he's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm not a Drew Brees fan. He's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a great quarterback. What? Yeah. You're crazy. Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. You're crazy. Well, I wouldn't say he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Well, you just say he's not a good quarterback. I say he's not a fantastic. Everybody's thinking he's like a number one or number two quarterback, and I don't agree. Well, I mean, he's probably... Would you put Drew Brees in the top ten of QBs of all time? Dude, you're going to make me go through the list? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I... Not going through in detail, right? Yeah, I would say he's top ten all time. Sure, he's not. He's not in my top ten, bro. Maybe in my top fifteen. I don't even know. Here, let me just piss you off really quick. Drew Brees is ahead of Brett Favre. Oh no, you didn't. Oh no, you didn't. That's all you need to know. Drew Brees is a better quarterback than Brett Favre. I put Brett Favre ahead of Drew Brees. Of course you do, because you're a Packer homer. I consider uh, Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre, top five QBs of all time. Yeah, well, that's because you're a Packer homer. I still consider Brett Favre better than Aaron Rodgers. Probably not, but Brett Favre was on better teams. But Aaron Rodgers is a really good quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers yeah. is a great quarterback. Like, I love Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, too. I'll give me Aaron Rodgers is, like, really close to Brett Favre, but I still consider Brett Favre uh, uh, greater than Rodgers currently. Rodgers is slowly going back. Like Rodgers, like this year is like the redemption year for Aaron Rodgers. So I feel like, and I, I might have said this in a previous podcast, but he's playing like back he back like he was in 2016. Uh, he uh, is, uh, I think, number two QB, maybe number three now, because I think uh, Wilson is going just crazy over this uh, season. Then also uh, Patrick Mahomes is still getting up there with the game that he had yesterday. I actually want to talk about something, talk about how the, Ra- um, the Ravens got spanked by freaking Kansas City last night. Yeah, it's crazy. That's supposed to be the one of the games of the year. The number one Chiefs versus the number two Ravens. Some people said the number one Ravens versus the number two Chiefs. And, yep, 
It was a dud. The Chiefs kicked the Ravens' ass. Was not even the game. Mahomes looked good, though. That Raven defense was supposed to give him some trouble, and he picked them apart. He had four touchdowns. I think he was just shy of hitting over 400 yards passing. I think he had 385 yards. He had, I think, five to six receivers over 50 yards receiving. So that's one thing I like about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, like, passes around. Like, you know, it's like where you one quarterback kind of, like, targeted in on one wide receiver. Uh, Mahomes evenly distributes among all of his wide receivers. He kind of goes where the offense takes him. Yeah, he's talented. He's, he's a good quarterback. Shit, he's getting paid like he needs to be that good. So, Yeah, Lamar Jackson, on the other hand. <laughs> If you take, I mean, they kind of let him go a little bit with a rushing game, and he had almost 100 yards rushing in the game last night. As far as passing, he was 15 of 28, 97 yards passing, and one touchdown. They yeah. shut, they shut him down. Not his best night, but you know, you'll see if he bounces back. But it was two good teams that played, and only one team looked good. So disappointment for the game, but. Since you you brought up your Packers, I just want to say my Niners beat the Giants, and we are two and one with somehow with all those injuries. So I'm proud of my Niners. They continue to fight, even though when the odds are against them. So go Niners. Yeah, but it was the Giants, bro. <laughs> hey, 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 a win is a win. Uh, that's like saying the Browns are two and one because they played Cincinnati and the New York Jets. They are, and you just said it. <laughs> they are 2-1. I'm so surprised they, they're 2-1. But... Shoot, I forgot the year, but this is the first time in like a long time the Browns have had a winning record. That's it's probably crazy. true. No, 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 it is true. I just forgot the exact year. But yeah, it's the first time they've gone 2-1 or any kind of above 500 record. I know it's a little too soon to say anything just because it's three games, but well, hey, at least they did it. I mean, I actually like that. Like, if you look at the Browns, they have a super talented team, and they not like Mayfield hasn't even really hit his stride, Baker Mayfield, uh, with as far as it is for, like, passing. Mayfield like, Odell Beckham, joke. like, you should know because you have Odell Beckham, or Odell Beckham, Bacon, Bacon, <laughs> I want Bacon, Odell Beckham. You have Odell Beckham, I have Jarvis Landry. I think between the two, they're probably doing about the same fantasy-wise. But if you look at Chubb and if you look at Kareem Hunt, their stock is really going up, and that's basically what they're doing. When when Chubb is out, they're passing it or not passing, but they're letting Kareem Hunt run the ball. When uh, uh, Kareem Hunt is out, they're doing Chubb like letting him run it in, and that's a really probably the best running back duo in NFL today. Yeah, probably. Because Kareem Hunt, he's a RB one for sure. If he would get traded to like any other team, he's starting practically. Yeah, if only he didn't beat up on women. Yeah, I know. That's uh, that's a that's a different podcast for a different day. <laughs> we could, we could bring a complete podcast of like talking about Antonio Brown, talking about Kareem Hunt, and all that. Yeah, but Niners two and one don't take away from it. Did great, go Niners. Niners two and one, Packers three and zero, oh, James three and zero, oh, Sabri. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm 3-0 in two of my leagues, and then I'm 0-3 in my main league. 
But sometimes it just goes that way. Like I'm not even I'm I'm hitting the average points where I need to be hitting, and I'm just playing people who are scoring higher. So we'll see. I'll make a couple moves and see if I can bounce back. Yep, so I'll be having some bad luck. He's having my season that I had the previous year because I think I started off full and three last year, I wanted to say. Maybe not. Maybe I was like one and two, but I know I had a yeah. bad se- I had a bad season last year. I only won, I think, five games. It is funny though. I was 0 and 2. I wasn't too worried. Now that I'm 0 and 3, it's like, all right, well, gotta do something now. And honestly, that I probably shouldn't do anything because my team is pretty good, but 0-3 makes you want to do something. So we'll see if I can get a trade or something. I might have to shut this podcast off if someone sends me a trade offer. <laughs> Cut it off early. Like, hey, I gotta go, man. I got, I got some fantasy deal uh, deals to make. It's funny because I really am expecting a couple of texts. So we'll see. Well, let's talk about uh, this uh, debate thing that happened today. Dude. So if anybody knows me, and I think I've been pretty vocal about it. I'm not really a political person. I don't really follow politics and whatnot. Not that I don't care about it, or I really, I hate the way politics separate people as a whole. Like you have your left, you have your right. You know, they're always talking about the far left. They're talking about the far right, Democrats and Republicans, and people take it to such a level where friendships, relationships, you know, end. And I fucking hate that. And because I hate that so much, I have kind of like a no politic policy as far as talking about it. And even when we bring it up in the past, you probably noticed me as taking a much more of a conservative stance as to the fact that I don't really want to offend anybody. But tonight, fuck that. I don't give a shit. Today, (laughs) we had the presidential debate 2020 or the kindergarten classroom Zoom meeting that I think everybody is normally used to. It, It was a giant shit show. And I am ashamed of the person that we have in office today just because of how rude how much of a bully he is and just how much of a rude asshole he was tonight yep definitely uh used some of his bully uh tactics against biden it was i'm not gonna lie though i uh turned on the debate i'm not a big politic guy either um some of the reasons james said some of the reasons it bores me some of the reasons I just know they're talking out of their ass and they're probably not going to get anything done, which they say anyways. But within that first five minutes where I saw him get into his uh, bullying tactics and um, and then Biden told him to shut up, I was like, oh, I grabbed my M&Ms and I sat down and I started watching uh, this debate. I was like, this is going to be a little more interesting than I thought. So... I, uh, a close friend of mine who, uh, is really, I wouldn't say into politics, but she's, uh, invested in it, invested in politics and invested in what's happening, you know, around because her job kind of, uh, follows around, uh, the way politics kind of go. Uh, I kind of like, she asked me if I was going to watch it and I'm like, nah, probably not going to watch it because I decided I don't like getting all the anxiety from it. And so I decided to turn it on and I think I I was scrolling through Twitter as I was looking for different topics to talk about our social dilemma talk tonight that was supposed to be tonight. And I noticed it was live. I'm like, all right, so I'll just kind of tune in. I'll give it, you know, a couple minutes. (laughs) When I turned it in, literally all it felt like was watching two old men argue back and forth, not making points 
mind you. Like if it would be one thing if they're actually given like facts and actual points based on the actual questions that poor <laughs> Chris Wallace was asking. If anybody, I feel bad for Chris Wallace, dude. If uh, Chris Wallace was a mediator, mm-hmm. the mediator between the two, uh, it was just like going back and forth. He was trying to like grab the attention. Like, you know, if you listen to our one podcast that we talked about fantasy football, what I was kind of like mediator between Sabri and Joseph, our other good friend who was talking back and forth, I kind of let them go more or less. And I stepped in when I needed to, but you know, Chris Wallace was constantly trying to get Trump to shut the fuck up and constantly trying to like get his attention and to bring focus back on the point that they were trying to talk to about the question. Both candidates, both Biden and Trump, completely went off topic about the questions that were being asked on them, which <laughs> when I was watching that, I'm all like, all right, this is going to be kind of entertaining. I'm like, this is pure comedy. And then, yeah, it, it was. Crazy. I felt like Biden wanted to play by the rules, but he knew. He couldn't because Trump kept interrupting him and, you know, breaking the rules. So I think Biden was just like, well, F this, I'm going to have to win some points here, too. <laughs> well, both you know people, I, mean? I felt, have a strategy going in. Trump was strategy was to be aggressive and he mission accomplished. He was aggressive in it. He was rude. I think a little bit over the top. He was way too aggressive than what should have been, which made him look bad in that sense. Mm-hmm. Biden on the other hand, was much more conservative. But because he was conservative, he, to me at least it looked like, you know, he seemed a little soft. He didn't really challenge Trump in certain things. I, I, as the debate went on, I felt like he kind of challenged him more in certain areas and when certain questions were asked. Uh, he played much more the role of the adult in the matter, when Trump looked like he was basically a five-year-old child trying to get his way. Uh, yeah. His... Uh, stance on everything. I think, yeah, he was a little more conservative. He played it a little more, kind of like to the rules, being the adult of it, but also in the same fact, he got bullied, and because of it, it looked like he got rattled a little bit in certain things. Not saying that he doesn't know his shit and saying that look bad on him. I mean, who could stay really composed when you got somebody, an asshole next to you just belittling you and like literally interrupting everything you said? Like, like Each person, candidate, has two minutes to answer a question. Biden, I don't think throughout the whole entire debate got two minutes, a whole two minutes on any question asked. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I thought, uh, actually, I thought Biden did a, a pretty good job at staying composed. I thought he did a better job than I expected. I was yeah, kind of hoping, to be honest, I was kind of hoping for a little more bloopers. <laughs> I'm <was like>, <laughs> just eating my M&Ms, just waiting to see what these two guys say. But I thought I thought Biden did a pretty good job, just kind of what was expected of him. Um, there was a there's a part where uh, Chris Wallace, because uh, Trump was bullying, and Chris Wallace stepped in and started attacking Trump, and then Trump and him were going back and forth, and and then Trump makes a statement. Well, I guess I'm debating you. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I was like laughing. I thought that was so funny. And Biden said, Biden just had the biggest smile and he said nothing. And I was like, it was like you're in the schoolyard at recess and you guys are just like razzing each other. And and yeah, he just got him good. And I thought that was hilarious. That's exactly what it was, though. It felt like some schoolyard bullshit thing. Like, I don't know. I haven't watched too many presidential debates. I remember watching some. I remember watching Bill Clinton and George Bush back in the day. I, I watched that a couple of times. Um, I didn't watch Al Gore and Obama 
I remember reading about it though. But to my knowledge, it wasn't near the like kind of disaster that this one was. At least from some of the comments and stuff that I'm reading on Twitter and some of the things that I'm just looking at, like this was equal across the board. You know, if you're looking anywhere, if you're asking, like, what do you think of the debate? And they're like, this is a bunch of clowns talking. I mean, what did you think of it? Like, have you watched any other debates previously aside from this? Any other ones? No, it was never really a big debate. Like, I might watch like a couple, like, you know, minutes or something when, with my mom. But I never really, it never grabbed my attention. I never stayed in long enough. So, if anything, you could call this debate a success. I was just I about to say that, yeah. I was going to guarantee that they, they got a lot more people's uh, entertainment, or watching for entertainment than uh, than leaving for boredom. It was kind of like watching like uh, Jerry Springer or something like that. <laughs> That's... Yeah, that's a good analogy. Jerry Springer. It was a Jerry Springer fucking debate. Right. The thing that got like got me, like I, I didn't watch right from the beginning. Like if you mentioned like five minutes in, like Biden telling Trump to shut up, which yeah. <laughs> it's not like he almost kinda wanna say, Will you shut the fuck up? Whatever I was like that. Yeah. And that was a uh, blamed him. That was a uh, trending topic on Twitter, you know, shut the fuck up type of thing too. If you like look on that, this all the Twitter topics and everything trending. When they kind of brought up the point of coronavirus, which I thought, okay, this might be an interesting topic. So coronavirus has been going on and on and on. And I felt Biden made really good points against Trump and saying how he handled it wrong. And <laughs> one of, and I'm like, what the fuck? Biden was talking about how 200 people have died uh, from the coronavirus, which I feel like those numbers are a little low. It's probably a lot higher, but he, he's probably just meant in U.S. territory alone. 200,000. Yeah, two hundred thousand. Yeah, and I felt like I thought I felt that number should be higher, but I think he's just meaning U.S. Uh, but he's like two hundred people had died from coronavirus, and Trump' response to that was, "I'm the one that brought back football." <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, what? What? Like, what? That brought back football? He's like, "I'm the one that brought back Big Ten football." He's like, "What else do you want from me? I gave you football. What else do you want?" I'm all like, "What? Nobody asked about fucking football, man. We're asking about what the fuck we're gonna do from people fucking dying in the damn hospitals. Like, why are you? Like, I mean, yeah, I like football and whatnot, though. But you're not the reason why football is back. You had no fucking like point or no nothing to do with football being on." Or the uh, Big Ten football, which I didn't hear him say because I was too busy going, what the fuck are you talking about? He actually said he brought back the Big Ten football, too. I don't know if you heard well, that. Well, he said both. He said yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. He said, I brought back the Big Ten football and that. And <laughs> yeah, he brought back football. Then he goes, I brought back Big Ten football. He goes, oh, the people in Ohio, they love me. They're thanking me. And I was like, oh, I guess he got Ohio's votes. <laughs> It's funny because the, almost not too much after that, and I don't know what university president this was, but it, they made a statement, uh, NBC, and take this with a grain of salt because you can't really trust NBC, but um, allegedly a university president said Trump had nothing to do with our decision and did not impact our deliberations. In fact, when his name came up, it was negative because no one wanted this to be political. <laughs> so that no. that alone already is like, you know, yeah, he had nothing to, he had nothing to do with football and he's trying just to get pity or sympathy or is like you know hey i did this you know you should be happy this no fuck off hey he brought back football <laughs> if this was true i'd be like i'd be happy be like hey it's the one thing i didn't want you to take from me football so hey i gotta applaud the man if he really brought back football if he really brought back football 
You know he had nothing to do with bringing back football. Well, he says he did. Why would he lie to us? I know. Why would he lie? The internet never not never lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. During the COVID, he uh, Biden made up the point where he accuses Trump that he did nothing for the people and that billionaires made billions of dollars during the COVID season, while uh, the people who needed help got no help. So I was like, oh, that's, yeah. You could tell that was Biden's strategy. Stay on point. Make sure everyone realizes that uh, Trump did nothing for the people and that the rich kept getting richer. So I thought that was an interesting tactic. I mean, it was true. Like us as where we considered we're not, we're not billionaires. <laughs> and I didn't really get much help. I don't know if like same yeah. with you, like you're in the healthcare field, like you didn't get shit, which people should be, you know, chanting your oh, name and having parades after you guys or anybody in the healthcare field. Hey, that first month people were giving us praise. And then after that first month, eh. <laughs> forgot about us, but yeah, um, definitely we got no help. and. It seems like Republicans um, were trying to do everything in their power not to, uh, you know, let the Democrats uh, give us help or help the lower portion. You know, they were fighting, both Democrats and Republicans were fighting to pass certain laws or not pass them, and nothing got passed. So, but billionaires continued to find a way to make their money, and and they did, you know, so... It was good for Biden to stick on that point. Yeah, I thought like and to to with all this like kind of with the corona stuff, yeah, I don't think Trump did anything great in it at all. Like he handled it very poorly. We can't really say anybody really handled it great though, to be honest though. It's... We're still going through it. We'll see. Um he's talking about he, he did make a he did say at a part in the speech where pushing for a vaccine to come out in the next couple of weeks. But even if that was the case, Biden quickly reminded him that it wouldn't, it wouldn't even get distributed until mid next year. So right. um, kind of stop putting false hopes in the people's ears, you know? Right. That's exactly what it is. False hopes. Uh, interesting when they brought the stance of like Trump is pro opening where Biden is more, not pro closed, like, but he, I, I kind of stand with Biden on the fact of like everything is opening up too quickly, and we should be like to be more cautious than what we are now. Yeah, like like as of today, like you know, even though we kind of stated last, I think you kind of stated last week, things kind of slowed down a little bit in Corona, but it's kind of more or less the eye of the storm. Everybody says this, and we'll use the quote over and over. It's already been reused, but winter is coming. Yep, winter is coming. Well, and remember, um, we're we're seeing this in Europe and other countries that uh, even though it slowed down a little bit here, it's picking up over there. So I'm sure it's just a a sign or a warning for us that it it's not gone. It's gonna come back during this winter. Well, I mean, as of today, like schools are opening back up. Schools in Orange County are going back. Uh, they're doing kind of like this hybrid model where children are going to school a couple hours a day. Which I don't, I don't get. Like, if they're opening it up, like, uh, like some people are like, the kids go from like a couple of days a week and they go for like two hours in class, and that's it. Man. And I think that's dumb. Two hours, yeah. It is. What's the point of having everything, like, even risk 
corona or sickness or just putting that much stress <laughs> on on parents for that matter for like two hours. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the thing. I know this is a little off topic, and it should have been talked about in the football. The Titans, eight people in the Titans got uh, tested positive for COVID. Did they? So, I didn't hear about that. Oh, really? Yeah, eight people in the Titans tested positive, like officially positive. And so it's, you try to keep something going or open, but, you know, it's going to, if not, if one person isn't safe, you know, it could spread quickly. So I'm curious to see how the NFL and the Titans handle that. So opening up schools for two hours is kind of dumb because it only takes a minute and you're giving them two hours to catch it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's Tennessee Titans and Minnesota Vikings close facilities after Titan players test positive for coronavirus. Yeah. So the Vikings played the Titans this past week, I believe, right? On Sunday. Or the yeah, Vikings, the Vikings yeah, yeah, lost to the Titans. How did you, what did you think of Biden like during the the debate? I thought he, I thought it was, so <laughs> there were times where I was watching Biden and it seemed like he was having like an aneurysm just to get the words out. Like you could tell, I don't know if he lost his train of thought or what was going on, but. He it, repeated it himself like a lot. Of- yeah. He repeated himself a lot during the debate and I don't think it's a discredit to biden that he doesn't know what he's talking about i i give as much credit as the credits due to biden to be able to try to stay composed over a fucking rude asshole that's like yelling next to him and rebutting everything that he's saying while calling calling out his son and calling the one thing i had <laughs> there's a particular part in there when trump was accusing uh well i'm just accusing i think it is like record of biden's son who uh got discharged in the military for cocaine was that kind of what 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 went at what went down? No, so Biden, so Biden was giving his speech. He was talking about how um, Trump called the military, where the what do you call them, losers and suckers, and he, to the military and Biden, it was it was pretty cool. He got all like super passionate. Yeah, I like that. Took, like. He he raised his voice. That was the highest that he raised his voice during the debate, and he literally yeah. went at Trump. I'm like, get him, Joe. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, I take great offense to that. Uh, my son served in the military, and and I don't think they're losers or suckers, and I'm proud of them. And then and then Trump, of course, interrupts him, and he says, uh, "What son?" He goes, "Hunter." Wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he discharged, dishonorably discharged for cocaine? And Biden was talking about his other son, uh, Bo Biden, who served in the military. And Trump tried to throw him off, just kind of bashing on his son, which is kind of like a low blow. Like it's like it has nothing to do with politics, but this is just where we're at in the world, and it's not okay. But right, they make it part of the strategy. And I was kind of proud of. Uh, oh, his response uh, was beautiful. Joe Biden, yeah, as a, not as a president or a politician, but as a father. Yeah, and he just pointed out. He just pointed out. Well, yeah, my son uh, had a drug issue, and he's overcome it, and I'm proud of him. And I was yeah. like, cool, man. That's like the perfect response to like some dipshit comment Trump made. And yeah, um, as a father, like, well, what are you supposed to say? You know, 
No yeah. one's perfect. And I mean, you think about it, he, there's all kinds of weapons you can kind of throw against Trump as far as like, if you wanted to play dirty, he could bring up, you know, the freaking sex thing that he had with like Stormy Daniels. He can bring up all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff and not paying taxes, you know, saying, you you know, you're not an American, you call military losers, you're not an American, you don't pay taxes type of thing. Joe took the high road every single time. So credit to the uh, credit to Joe. Biden. Well, he didn't take he didn't take the high road every single time. Not he every single Trump, time, but he tried, he called Trump a clown. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> he goes, "This I forgot the exact words." But he goes, "He goes, I'm not even listening to this clown." He goes, yeah. "I'm sorry. I mean the president." That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. I ate like two M and M's and some Gatorade. Oh man, that was freaking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, shoot. Compare it to how Trump was. Yeah, Biden took the high road. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I if you were in the same position where Biden was, and like, or like, if me and you were like literally having the same thing, and I was belittling you with statements just to try to throw you off again, you'd be like, James, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't even do that, and you still tell me to shut the fuck up. So that's how. <laughs> that's not true. Shut the fuck up. People are listening. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like. It does take a certain sense of willpower in order to sit through all that. Yeah. Because even Chris Wallace, man, he was getting heated too. He was trying to get way control of it. Like he was going off of Trump. And I thought Chris, (laughs) for a second, Chris Wallace could be like, will you please shut up? Let the man talk. (laughs) Just Yeah. And then um, Trump was also um, criticizing his son again. Saying that he was in like cahoots, um, taking three point five million dollars from Moscow. Uh, how did he get that kind of money? And all kinds of accusations and stuff like that. So yeah, he Trump kind of really attacked uh, attacked uh, Biden's kid like that was a thing or that was going to be a tactic. So I'm not really sure how he plans on using that against him to win the election but yeah he went after his kid maybe to throw him off yeah i mean that's kind of what his whole strategy at least initially just to be as aggressive as possible and i think it did work like his approach definitely got biden off his game a little bit but i think he kind of gained his composure as the debate kind of went on the one thing i liked about biden is if you want if you watch the debate and you paid attention to him like he was kind of like looking away, looking away, and then any time he said, "And you, the people," he like like just directly looked at the camera and made like eye contact, and it was just like "You, the people," and like was staring us down. Like it was an intense moment, and we need to pay attention right this second. Yep. And he did that a couple of times. I thought that was pretty. Thought it was funny, but I thought it was cool too. Like you could tell he rehearsed that, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Big big thing though. Like huge thing that everybody was talking. Even when I was like watching it and listening to it, I was all like, Oh shit. The point where Chris Wallace gave Trump the opportunity to condemn right supremacy, he didn't take it. Can you go into detail? It was I mean, even I was all like, dude, you just said, you know. He was given the option to condemn right supremacists and he 
kind of like backstep a little bit. He's like, well, what do you want me to call him? What are you? And like, as Chris Wallace was addressing the question, he's all like, were you tonight, you know, condemn white supremacy? And he was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, come on. This I kind of like, it adds like, answering a question. And it's like, okay, go ahead. And he's all like, well, what do you want me to call him? It's like, dude, we just said it right there. Like, you know, and condemn. it's funny, like right at that point where he goes, what do you want me to call them? I was like, oh, I think he's going to do it. I don't think he has a way out. And Biden's like, yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, 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 come on, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he, smiling the whole time. Smile on his like, face, yeah. It was like Biden knew this moment was going to be a lose-lose situation he's for like, Trump. Gotcha, bitch. Yeah, it was like <laughs> one of those moments. And he was just smiling. He was like, do it, do it. And yeah, I'll let you finish it with that. Yeah, that shit was funny. Essentially, though, that's kind of really it. You hit that point right on. And when he gave him the opportunity, he didn't even say that he condemned the white persona for doing that. He, he, his statement was, proud boy, stand back and stand by. And then he started blaming the, the far left, saying it's their problem. And uh, uh, who else did he bring? I forget the, the radical group. Antifa. Uh, Antifa, thank you. Yeah, so, so yeah, as he, I wonder what that even means. What if that's code for like white supremacy? Like, hey, we're in trouble. Stand by. <laughs> I might need your help. Yeah, like... but yeah. Yeah, he was like, um, like when Biden was like, do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and I, I swore I thought I thought he was gonna do it. And he was just like, Well, and we I... need to control this Antifa on the far left. We we can't we can't, we it's not about condemning white supremacy. We gotta take control of the Antifa. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. That might have been the election well, right there. He could, could have been. I mean, there's a key statement when he said Proud Boys. I think Proud Boys, they're a far-right neo-fascist organization. That's what I think they are, actually. Uh, actually, no, I'm just going to fucking Google this shit right now. Proud Boys. Yeah, the, proud, the Proud Boys is a far-right and neo-fascist organization that admits only men as members and promotes and engage in political violence. So that's... There you go. There we go. But yeah, so I can't believe he didn't do it. That was like one of the key moments of the whole thing. I was just like on my couch. Like it was like watching a game winning touchdown or football. It was like, oh shit, he didn't do it. Like what the <laughs> hell? He can't believe he didn't say it. I was yeah. like, dang. Uh, yeah, that was huge. <laughs> it was like, it was like if he said it. They were gonna take away like his white hood or something. Like he was like, I can't lose my white hood. <laughs> They're not gonna let me in the country curl up after this. I can't get back in. No, I can't say He's I condemn. Like, I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So yeah, so yeah, that was like a huge moment where he was like, he didn't say it. He avoided it. I was. He wasn't as smooth as he probably thought he was, but eh, he got out of it, I guess. Because they didn't once he once he accused Antifa, they kind of let him off the hook, and they started talking about Antifa. He did, so. and he started pointing at Joe and try to like you know switch the topics and just to make it. But it totally can tell that he just did not want to. I don't know if he wanted to answer the question or if he didn't want to say he condoned them or not though. But he twisted it into a way where he got out of that and say anything about it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm sure there's a couple people listening, and and I don't know if you saw the post I put of the drinking game. 
the first thing when when uh when Trump called it the COVID plague, or I'm sorry, the China plague. The first thing I thought was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna have to start taking shots. <laughs> so as I'm googling some different things, though, this might be interesting. So this is kind of live, so I didn't talk about this. If you look at the say who actually won the uh, debate, uh, as of right now, it looks like. The way people are voting, Trump has a slight advantage over the debate tonight that Trump, uh, 60% voted saying Trump won the debate and 34% are voting for Biden. Man, doubt it. I don't think Trump won that debate. I don't agree with it either. Uh, There was no really points made in tonight. Actually, let's be real. No one won that debate. No, America lost. America's lost. That's the biggest thing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We lost. They both won. We lost. Right. Yeah, like I left there. What did I learn? I learned Trump is a clown. I learned Biden um, said he went to Delaware State, and Trump corrected him and said, "You don't even know what school you went to. You went to Delaware." And I learned he was the lowest in his class. Thanks for that information, Trump. And yeah, I I learned uh, pretty much nothing. I learned Trump's a bully and. Biden got tired of being bullied and told him to shut up and he's a clown. So, yeah, that's what I got from this whole thing. I got that we're going to be screwed for another four years, no matter who wins. Yeah. I guess it's just who's going to be worse. Yeah. I mean, I'm It was funny, too, though, because (laughs) Trump was like, like just interrupting him and Biden was like, Point one, and then he was like point two, and then he he didn't say anything, and he goes, and then to my third point, and Trump was like, "You're still on point two. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny too. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> look at look at Biden trying to add uh add points." I mean, there's definitely yeah. a lot of bashing to go about. Like when you actually try to like, aside from poking fun of the two candidates for the how they did tonight though when you actually try to break it down and try to actually understand any type of the political points that they were making i can't really say they're the either one made truly clear points because of the bickering between the two the bickering between back and forth and calling and taking shots kind of overshadowed what they actually had to say john trump's side biden had a lot to, a lot of good points especially for uh the over the coronavirus and also for other points that he had towards well he kind of went a little iffy when he's talking about the environment and talking about uh like you know clean fuel and different things like that but i think trump again belittling him and them going back and forth i didn't really felt that i've learned anything from either candidate about why one is better over the other i just learned both mm-hmm. of them like really like hate each other to a sense uh, maybe hate's a strong word but they really dislike each other and they're basically going for the juggler each one <laughs> Trump more than Biden. Yeah, I'm curious to see because uh, Trump used this tactic the first time to get elected, and you know, kind of with social media, he kind of used it to his advantage. I'm curious to see how it's going to play this time, knowing that uh, um, we've already seen this type of tactic from him, and if people will kind of fall for it again. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't think. I think people are pretty much just tired. I mean, so I'm, I'm hoping people are tired. No, but uh, we're but from the... California. California is democratic. You don't know what the other states are. There's a lot of pro-Trumpers, which is yeah. why he won the first time. Yeah. So it's hard to say that all people are tired of it. Let me ask you this you question. Know? 
Every time he says the China plague, there's like some white redneck like just Ah, loving it, eating it up. When he said that, I was like, shit, man, I didn't have none of my bingo card. I had the Chinese virus. I didn't have the China the China plague. <laughs> I was all like, damn it, I was waiting for my shot too. Like, he you would have said the Kung flu. I would have <laughs> lost my shit. That's the funniest thing he's ever said. Yeah. I'm that, sorry. That was derogatory, but, and that was but, that that yeah. I gotta bring up a question that I was thinking about though. Did you do you feel him saying the Chinese plague? Did you think that was racist in any way? Kung flu, definitely. But Kung the Chinese the Chinese, Chinese uh plague. It's borderline. It's light it's and everything probably, like that. It's probably racist, but Rac- he, racist if you're Chinese just, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, it, take offense. Like yeah, you, def- I definitely think I that. Guess there's no way around take offense. It. It, it is. It is racist, but when he says it, this is his way of diverting the issues of everyone blaming him for the U.S. issues and COVID, reminding right. everyone like, hey. The Chinese started this, and that's all he's trying to do. He's all about diversions. And, yes. And Thank you. So yep. Good. Good point. When he says, "When he says Chinese plague, it's like, hey, I didn't kill all those two hundred thousand Americans. The Chinese did it." Yep. But, good point. Yeah. So racist. Yeah. He's known to be racist, but yeah, I think it's just more diversion tactics. Follow out of it. Follow up question. Sure. Do you do you feel that Trump made America racist? No. Are you kidding? America's been racist. We're a melting pot. There's everyone hates everyone for the longest. Yeah. Whether it was Europeans and you know, there was a couple of um, I think it was on Facebook. Looking at my friends' uh, posts and whatnot, talking about how. I didn't comment anything on it though, but I I remembered it and like literally what they put about uh, what they put about uh, Trump making America like a waste, a racist nation, and I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like he made America racist. I feel he made racist people comfortable in coming out. That's and one way to put it. That like I feel that because of that, you know, like we got uh, uh, some you know a president in office who kind of feels the same way i'm feeling so i'm going to be comfortable in voicing my opinions and i wouldn't say promoting racism but promoting my issues with other races right when yeah he definitely when you have a president who says the things he said and you know he's supposed to be the best of us yeah you're gonna have other people following suit you're like well if he said it it's okay you know kind of like a kid and the parent well, my my dad cusses, so I could cuss. Yeah, my I saw my dad drink beer, so I'm gonna drink beer. It's kind of like one of those things. But yeah. he definitely didn't cause or bring up racism. That's always been around. But I will say, it did seem like when Obama was president for his eight years, it seems like we were maybe coming together. Um, and now that Trump's president, it seems like we're growing further apart and the we're getting more divided instead of coming together. So yeah. I will say it does seem like that is the difference between um, Trump's presidency and Obama's. Yep. But I wouldn't say Trump caused it. No, I wouldn't say he caused it, but he didn't help it. That's for sure. Uh, that was right. kind of like Biden's points against uh, Trump too, saying that he was he is racist, and he specifically brought up the one particular 
moment where people were protesting outside the right house and Trump wanted to go outside in front of a church to take a picture with the Bible in hand and how they tear gassed the crowds and stuff just for he can be able to get out there. Yeah. He he brought that up and like he he didn't really yeah he didn't really have any type of response to that. Yeah, I, I can't even actually remember during the debate actually what he responded to that with, but he didn't really have a good response. He just kind of like pivoted and brought that a separate point. He probably pointed at Joe's son or made fun of him for something else. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how he responded either, to be honest, but. Yeah, he brought up that. I remember that too. He just wanted a photo shoot in front of the church. I think literally he kind of told Joe, like, you haven't done shit in 47 years. Like, well, <laughs> and remember, remember though, earlier, earlier he said uh, to get out of his bunker, Joe Biden said that about Trump. Yep. And, and then he brought up the church. And the reason why Trump took that picture is, is because people were talking about him hiding, right? Hiding in the bunker. So. So yeah. Joe got his his cheap shots in too, so yeah, they were they were both getting cheap shots in left and right. It was it was like a boxing match for sure. Didn't learn anything, but we saw people get punched. People got punched. Black eyes were given. Entertainments. The ref is fucking exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is just part one. There's another two parts of this shit, isn't there? Uh, it's a yeah, three, yeah. Part, it's, three part debate. Yeah, no? they agreed to a three three part debate. Yeah. And you know what else is funny too? Like like Biden Biden was kind of like come on, we need everyone to vote, we could change things. And then Trump would be like these ballots are going to be corrupt. I don't trust any of it. And I was just like it's pretty funny. Like the, they're even on the opposite end of voting. He's already preparing if he loses, he's going to blame it on corrupt ballots and Oh, stuff. he totally is, dude. It's going to be so drawn out. Oh man, this is going to be a shit show no matter where. Because you remember the shit that happened between when Al Gore was uh, being voted in and how much like controversy that was of how close it was, and you know they had like to recount the revotes. I don't know how many times. It was uh, yeah, it was Bush, and it was the whole Florida thing, and Bush's brother was the. And I think that brought up the uh, electoral college because I think Gore won the popular vote, but the electoral college. The way that works, Bush won. Yeah, well, Hillary won, I believe, the popular vote, but it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, and then uh, lastly, I just want to point out that uh, I don't know if you remember where um, they they brought up the question of why Trump has uh, allowed his campaigns to be so big when he when he has his followers. And he's like, I can't help it that uh. That all these people want to come in and be a part and hear what I have to say, and then and then they they talk about Biden being um, a little more safer, and he's like, well, he has no choice. No one wants to hear him talk, and I just thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I was just like, did he make Biden fun of him for wearing a mask too at that point? Yeah. So so Biden was like, like, well, it's because you don't care about your people. He goes, hey. We were outside. It's safe to be outside. And then, he, and then he brought up, yeah, the mask, the whole mask, where he's like, I have my mask. He, he takes it out of his pocket and then puts it back in. He goes, I'm not like Joe Biden, who wears his mask everywhere. He could be 200 feet away. So and my first thought was, I was like, hey, that's me. I wear my mask everywhere. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> 
So I want to rewind that particular spot and clip and look at it because that mask looked really fucking new. It looked like it was like iron that had to crease down the middle, you know what I mean? And if you look at any mask that anybody has worn the last couple of weeks, you know, that crease isn't there anymore. That's like, it, it looked really like a brand new mask probably that has his, been worn. That's probably his fresh debate mask to pull out just to show us. Yeah, right. He's all like, well, let me, let me put it, let me, like, he's all like, let me put a mask in here just in case they bring that shit up. I want to be prepared. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh look, look. And he's like, bring it up. he's like, boom, pull it out. He's like, See? I got a mask. That's yeah. another 10,000 votes right there. I got the mask. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that's, uh, I think that's, uh, let's just end our podcast on wearing masks. And, you know, it was interesting. God, to <laughs> God, God help us. <laughs> I know. I, know. I can't that. believe these are the two best people we have to represent the U.S. Well, one thing, other thing, it's funny before we end it though. Like they were talking about how uh, Chris uh, Wallace, the mediator between the two, you know, you got to give that guy more benefit of the doubt comparison to who's going up against uh, Trump and everything like that. But on Twitter, there's uh, they're giving him a hard time for one, which I don't agree. Give to cut the guy some slack, but they really want Joe Rogan to be a mediator between Trump and Biden. <laughs> Joe Rogan's not going to control anybody. I, I mean, Joe Rogan is pretty intimidating or can be, but I don't think he would stand for the shit that Trump would actually do because Joe Rogan knows his shit. And, you know, the podcast that he does, if Joe you know, Rogan does not know his politics, he would throw no. some stuff out there. He may not know as much as the average person, though, but I think he would represent the basic person like you and me as much politics as we know. I'm sure he probably knows more than you if, and I. If we gave the common person what they want this is what would it be joe rogan would be the mediator the rock would be running for the democrats and kanye west would be running for the republicans that's what would be going on if the, the common shit at this point i think the rock and kanye west would make better presidents at this point hell no i never the rock maybe not kanye Con <laughs> no dude if if you get a kardashian in the presidency no <laughs> no, actually, you just upset me. Let's just end the podcast. <laughs> right no, uh, God help us. Everybody, be safe. We'll see you All next right. week. Be safe. Do what Biden does. Wear a mask. All right. Have a good one. <laughs>